Another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. It's not delivery, it's Jivanisi. And today we're talking about building foolproof systems for business growth. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. What's up, man? How's business? Sup? Good. I have been so reflective and introspective <laughs> through our conversations. Yeah, of late, yes. Of late, and I, I feel like you, you kind of like tore me down to build me back <laughs> up, like, like the T-1000, like bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm obs- especially obsessed about what we're going to talk about yeah. this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think we should just kind of get into it because, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I've been kind of obsessing about this. I've been helping um, for other friends about this, too, uh, specifically one other friend. Uh, but and you obviously and myself and uh, we're going to talk about it. But first, let's talk about our sponsor for this episode and every episode in October of 2018. 31 days straight. Our exclusive sponsor is Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. So, so, okay. Yes, I've been talking a lot about this. This really, uh, I, I, if I can think back to the time where I like it made the most sense to me, it was Tim Ferriss. It was four hour work week. That was where I learned about processing, I believe. And I remember he gave me this, I, he had this idea and I don't, it may not have been in the book. It may have been on his website or somewhere about filming videos. So, he would hire a VA, right? And, mm. you know, maybe that VA's job was to, I don't know, uh, add images to his blog posts or something. And as an example. And he was like, what I do is I just do a screen recorder and I just record myself doing it, like literally doing the job. And then I send it to the VA and now it's like they know how to do it. They watch a little tutorial video and they know how to do it. And I was like, what? Okay, that's so much faster than putting together like a uh, standard an operating. Email. Yeah, or an email or a standard operating procedure, like a literal, like a, like a official document. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first, uh, when I hired my first employee or my first freelance um, contractor, it, uh, he was a writer for me and he was writing for Swim University. And that's when I first started using Asana. And 
I slowly, I, I knew that like, the, so the first thing I did, I had to do this in pieces. First thing I did was I, you know, asked him, I, I, I sent him a topic, I sent him a headline basically. And I said, write this article, use Google Docs. And he did, and he wrote the article, and I was like, cool. And, I, and then I started, like, I took that article, I did some editing to it, and I put it into WordPress, I added images, I, you know, did all the thing, I added the Yoast tags, just did all the things that I would normally do when I was writing a blog post. I was like, okay, well, I want to relieve one piece of that process to him, right? So the next right. time he sends me something, I say, okay, um, I want you to enter this. I want you to write it in Google Docs and then put it into WordPress, right? And I filmed a video of me taking a Google Doc of his writing and putting it into WordPress, like adding the title. Is that not a copy-paste? Yeah. Yeah. But I did it. And I was like one piece at a time. And then I did another video. The next time we had to do a new article, I did... Here's how you do Yoast. Here's how you like add the keyword, and here's how you like make sure that you you know it lights up green. Mm. And I filmed that video. And by the end of maybe like a month or two, I probably had about ten videos, and they were all stored in Asana. So I created a pro- a, pro- a a project in Asana called Tutorials and Resources, and I labeled it you know how to add a blog post to Swim University, WordPress, how to add right. images how to add affiliate links, how to add Yoast, how to do SEO in a post. And they were all these different, they were all different tasks, each with its own video attached to it, exactly how to do it. You know, I I have watched you for years Mm -hmm. with a gap do this. And um, I had opted to like, uh, like, okay, you know, to one of my writers, like, let's jump on Skype and I'll explain it all. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll just I'll just teach them exactly. And maybe you know I'll, I did one or two videos. Yeah. And I kind of did it as like this embedded team knowledge type thing. Right. And and what has happened? Like and and you know like I clearly defined what good is yep, and yep. yada yada yada. And what has happened over time is that I have become worn down in like there is always a this little thing mm-hmm. that is co- probably inconsequential. Mm-hmm. And if it was the only issue, and if I brought it up, I'd probably be being an asshole boss. Right. By a micromanager, the- yeah. Right. Or come but off that way, yes. What has happened, and now I'm like auditing my site, is it's like a death by a thousand cuts, all these little things because I didn't clearly define. We, we just came to an understanding of what needed to be accomplished. And the worst part about that is, what if that person leaves? Then you're doing this all over again, right? Instead of going, hey, new person, here's the documents. Go train yourself, you know, so that you can do this job. And the problem with – so I've noticed that the problem with video is sometimes processes change. And when processes change, you have to film an entirely new video, right? Which is annoying. A little annoying. I want to say because I remember – when I watched, so you had made a video, I think, of like, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, how to leave a review for Listen Money yeah. Matters in the very beginning. So, like, people could, like, literally listen. And then, like, I don't, I don't know how to leave a review on iTunes. Well, Matt made a video for how you to, to do, do it. it. Right. 
and what what kind of opened my eyes is when I think of a video, I think of this like tightly produced thing right. or what you just stream a consciousness yeah. and you did this multiple times where you didn't even like try to not like you didn't try to make it good, but you just you just did yeah, it. Yeah, there's and, like, no editing. Yeah, it's yeah. Th- there are points where you make a mistake in it. Yep. And like, oh, actually, you don't want to do this, whatever. And was, I actually learned things right. through you making mistakes on the video. So yeah, it's almost like to to relieve yourself of the stress of having to make this a production. Yep. Instead of just okay, this is gonna take five minutes because it takes me five minutes to complete the task. Yeah. And and if you have a system for recording video, I use ScreenFlow for Mac, but you can use QuickTime. I'm sure, like whatever for Windows. There's like an e- there's there's things that record the screen now. Like any, I think it's like native to every computer. Um, but I also did it. I mean, like just to kind of go on that point, I did it for when I was working with a developer for Ernest. Like instead of me trying to describe a problem in words. I just film a video. I'm like, look, when I do this, this happens. And I would talk into a microphone and literally explain the, the bug and then send on the video hmm. in, in uh, Git, GitLab or GitHub. But I would have to attach it to Google Drive. But either way, like, that's how All I would right. do it because it was so much faster for me to just do the bug and upload the file than it was for me to actually try to explain it and then have him be like, what do you, what do you mean? How do you do that? I, I should probably you should try look- that. Because I, what happens is I try and write a whole thing up, yep. and then I take screenshots and I, I put the screenshots into Evernote yes. and annotate them. Yeah, fuck like that. Draw dude. lines and so, so whatever. So I always found that I so I started doing stuff like that. I started uh, wanting to process things out on paper, and mm. the you know just like with video screenshots change, and I just found it much more difficult to. Uh, it's just more time-consuming to to create the document than it would be to just create a video and then create the document like as we go. You know, like once things mm-hmm. become, and I call, I use the word canon, and this is more for like um, you know storytelling. But when when something is like set in stone because we've done it so many times and it hasn't changed in like months or years or whatever, then that's written down, right? That's written down somewhere. But there's different different parts of the process require different forms of communication. Some things require text, and so I do use text. Some things are better explained through video, which which I use video. So, uh, for example, when I have to explain something technical on how to use a specific piece of software like WordPress, you do video. I do video. For, yeah, right, right. But if it's something that's more abstract, like sending email or like what to touch, you know, literally how to do certain things, I'll write it down. And I kind of, and sometimes I'll do a hybrid of both. So, uh, the way that my processes look right now is again, I mentioned I have, uh, a tutorials and resources project that I created in Asana. My whole team lives in Asana. You can use whatever you want to use. Um, and Asana, each task lets you, um, upload videos to it you can attach videos to it you can attach um, google drive files so i also use google drive so all of our processes that are either in google doc form or video form are stored in their proper folders in google drive and then attached to those projects in asana or those tasks in the project in asana which i know can be confusing but if you see it it's it's very like easy and what the reason i use asana is because again my team communicates through that and so like if my va says oh i you know i ran across this new issue what do i do instead of me telling her what to do at that moment 
I go into the task of the actual process, update the process to include that issue, and then comment back to her and go, hey, I updated the task. And I can literally like do the at symbol and it'll you know attach the literal link to that task. So she can go in, see what I updated, and then go, okay, now I know what to do. And now it's like set in stone. So now that, pr- that issue is never going to come across my desk again because I've made a decision once. I document it the, the way we do it, and then that's done. Not, not for a shameless plug. Yeah. Although, although may, maybe I, I, you know, whatever. Um, you visually show this in your Asana for Bloggers course. Yes. Because I, I see it in my mind's eye, uh-huh. but I, you showed me personally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was. But yeah, thank you for the shameless plug. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah. So I specifically am using uh, ScreenFlow to do the video recording. Google Docs to do uh, any process, like writing process. Mm. And then using Google Drive to store those documents, either the the videos or the documents, and then attaching them to Asana tasks in a very specific project. Okay. So I want to give you an example of a problem that I have, and I want to hear how you would structure it. Okay. So there, there, uh, so, and I I think like maybe the most uh, applicable or or my biggest one that I'm tackling now is, is article creation. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so there, there is, uh, the technical component of their specific, check boxes that you need to check yeah. and the the Yoast thing that you need to fill out mm-hmm. and you need to do the featured image a certain way and blah, blah, blah. And so I could see those as video. And I've done some of them as video yep. and uh, like just that would be super easy. Now, I also, uh, we've been, we, we have something that we had had and we're, we're improving on it, but we want to define what good is and like articles are are different because the topics are different and it just is a very it's hard for me to like say like this is a good article or not Uh because of my taste i need something so that they know before it gets to me to do and so we came up with like a checklist and i'm not sure this is the best way or, or maybe you would do it the same but like for example, like there needs to be at least one block quote. There needs to be five to eight images, and so it's like this mm-hmm. enumerated list. Would would you would you not even go that direction? Would you keep something like that as a list in a Google Doc? Yeah. So the way I I would do that is so we so okay. Right now I have a Google Doc that is absolutely massive called the editorial style guide for swimuniversity.com and it you can actually view part of this if you go to swimuniversity.com slash editorial why is it only partial are you just stopping uh, because there's there's like so the uh the live version that we have on the site is for guest mm-hmm. po- people who like so this is uh, so here's what happens so p- sometimes we'll get somebody that emails us and says oh i want to do a guest post and then i go okay and we just say Write your post and and do it like this. But the style guide is so ridiculous that most people never write it. Like we basically deter people because it's so we, – we expect so much from our content that people read it and go like, fuck this. I'm not writing 2,000 words. You know, like yeah. – uh, or I'm not putting this many – this much effort because we literally lay out um, language to use. 
So we have, uh, and this is broken down into sections. So we have, uh, and this is basically like a manual for any new writer that comes on. They have to read this manual of what it is, what makes I it. So I so want this. And you can use what's on our website, and I'll send you what I have. But it's like, for example, uh, we are we'll run across certain things. So a writer will come back, right? Uh, well, let me give you an example. So in language, we say that we write the word in ground as one word, like in ground pool, like I N G. Mm-hmm. R O U N D, right? Right. But there's two ways, there's two other ways to write that. You could write in space ground or you can write in dash ground. And we're like, no, it's in ground. That's mm-hmm. one word. So we keep track of that and we say we use hot tub instead of the word spa because hot tub mm-hmm. is the is really what it is and not a spa. Spa is a different word and we don't want to go after that word. Right. We use uh, above ground can be formatted as uh, above space ground, you know, all these things. So we have like our words that we use. We even have words for like, never use the word purchase, always use the word buy. Cause it's just mm, more why? conversational and mm. people, no one says like, Oh, I purchased this today. It's like, no, I bought this yeah. today. You idiot. Why do you say, why are you using like a word that's, uh, no, you know, it's just not a very conversational word. And so yeah. we, we basically have this entire tone laid out for swim university and we have, um, you know, like when you when you write H, you know, how to format, you know, how you know, add, you know, how many sentences per paragraph. Like it's fucking oh insane. God. But well, it's not uh, something I wrote in a single day. It's something that a writer comes back, right? Every time there's something that bugs you, yep. you're like, shit, you add it in. Exactly. You update the one so here's the thing. We never tell people that well, at least we try not to do this. We never say, hey guys. Hey, writer, um, from now on, we do it this way, okay? That's like literally what I have well, in my mind. Well, yeah, because, it, because now it goes out into the ethos. Only that one person knows. You're going to forget it. Fine. I add everyone to the email, but... Or, yeah. or perhaps, you know, you're the editor and you get that article back and you just change it and then the writer never knows to fix that problem the next time, right? So what I usually do is just say to them, okay, hey, listen... Um, from now on, we're going to do it this way, and I updated our sheet. Here's the link to the sheet. Can you make these changes? And and now and that they know now that that's part of it, and you've written it down somewhere so that the next person that comes on, like it, they're not going to make that mistake the first time out. And if so they do, it's do like you, well, you didn't follow directions. Okay, so so let, let's let's take a, as an example with the in ground pool. Yeah, let's say you you hadn't defined this. Uh huh. And someone did in dash ground, yep. and you looked at it, and you're just like, no, 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 I, I, I don't want. Right. To do, I want to do it a different way. Do you? So you, you add it to the doc. You, that's the that's um, the first move. Yeah. Okay. So so the first move is you add, you add it to the doc, and obviously the writer needs to know. Now, do you say, hey, Chris or whoever sure. the writer is, um, take a look at the doc. I updated it. Do you say, hey, Chris, take a look at the doc. Uh, section one dash whatever. Take a look at it, or do you say, "Hey, Chris, uh, we don't do in dash ground. We do in ground." I update the doc. Like h- the, how do the you, latter? What you just said, yeah. The last one. So you tell them the change. Yes, you, add it to the doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can go, and you link to the doc so that they can, you know, maybe they want to go back and refresh themselves or whatever. So what happens? But you at least written it down. So the next person that comes along, or if you, if the same person keeps making the same mistake, you're like. Listen, it's right here. It's in the manual. If you keep making this mistake, I I gotta let you go. Okay, so because I guess one of the things was you, you're not necessarily making them 
open the doc because you're giving them the answer as well. Yeah, which yes. I think at that moment because it's the fast. right way. It's fast. Right. I mean, it's kind of dick to like yeah. uh, make the change and not even tell them, <laughs> right. make them open the doc. Yeah, right. Like it's ridiculous. But then um, you have a huge doc. Uh huh. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you don't even necessarily remember all of the things that you've documented in it. And so say it's now plus three years uh-huh. and someone does in dash ground, you know, um, and you don't remember, like, do you, like, how do you, how do you deal with that? You deal with And, and well, how they, do you make sure that it doesn't happen even though it's in the doc? They're doing the job wrong. That's, that's the bottom mm-hmm. line. Like, they're doing it wrong. It's, you have to read the manual. There's a manual for everything. You know, like you can't read, you can't like not read the Ikea manual and you build something and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, no, you did it wrong. You just did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So now you don't have a shelf. <laughs> that, was, that was a good analogy. Okay. So actually, yeah. So, I mean, yes, the doc can get super long, but every once in a while you can go and trim it back and maybe things are not, you know, maybe you go back and say like, oh, well, you know, every year, you know, companies update their, you know, their company manuals or handbooks. And I think you should do the same. And especially on big docs like like our article one. But you can also break it up. You know, like this doc is mostly about editorial tone and style and what ma- what we believe as a company makes a great article. But then there's more technical things like here's how to add an – literally add an image into WordPress. Like here's wh- how you should – um, you know, pre-edit the image so that it's exactly 800 pixels wide. And like those are separate tasks and videos and perhaps sec- separate documents or or written word that describe that specific process because that process may change in the future. We may update our the size of our website or like now we're not doing 800 pixel images anymore. We're doing 600 pixel images. And so we have to go and update that somewhere. And it's very it's much easier to find if it's its own thing. And you just kind of have to think ahead of, of like, you know, is this getting too big? Can this be separated out into smaller processes? Does someone need to know all of this? Do they only need to know one piece? Because, yeah. I have a question for all right. you. So uh, I was thinking of one of the things I need to process out. Yeah. Um, I need to process the images thing. Yeah. Specifically, what, uh, you know, like how to add it in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have someone who's not doing images, whatever. And then as part of that, a critical piece of that are the dimensions. Yes. And and I don't want them to edit it per se. I want it to be a minimum width. Yep. You know, because if, say, my column is 600 and I, they do a 600 image, it's going to look shitty on my retina display. Yes. So I actually want everything to be double. Yeah. Right? How would you convey the process to check the dimensions given that people are probably on Mac or Windows, you know? Well... Like, they're not... Well, okay, so I would usually like would that be a video? It was that it would definitely be a video. 100%. It would be a mm-hmm. video. It might even be like a long video, and that's okay. Like the, you know, you're if you're paying them, they want to charge you for the hours that it takes to watch that video, which my VA certainly does. Then yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's training. Um so yes, it would be video, and I've done that uh, several times and I've I've changed it several times, and I usually use uh you know, you can do, you can do stuff in Photoshop, and Photoshop works in every single program. You can use a program like Canva, and if they don't have Photoshop or don't want to buy Photoshop, like there are, and you can maybe create both of those videos. Like here's how to do it in Photoshop. Here's how to do it in Canva. You know, if you don't have Photoshop, here's Canva, and it, depending on like you're gonna, that's gonna depend on your company and and 
what you do, but maybe you just state like, hey, if you need, if you want to work for me as a freelancer, you have to have Photoshop. End of story. It's not that expensive. It's or some version of Photoshop. It doesn't matter. It could be a free version or whatever. Um, but when you describe it, you can describe it in a way that like, hey, you can do this in any program. Here's the literally like, here's you know, cropping is different than you know, rescaling as an example, right? So right. I, I think there's. Yeah, I mean, you you have to, the thing is is that you know how to technically do it, but writing it down can be con- writing down something technically like that to me can feel confusing. So what you could do is film the video and then later just add bullet points attached to that video. That's like here's the step by step process. So somebody doesn't have to rewatch the video if they forget a piece of it. You know what I mean? And they can go back and say, "Oh, I can watch the whole video first. I get the gist." And then maybe they forget the dimensions, but they can jump back into that task, in my case, and just see those bullet points right in there in the task. It's like, oh, yeah, right, 800 pixels, right. That's, that's what I want to do. So we, we've been like talking a lot about process stuff, and it's been making me think a lot about um, this. And, and we certainly have some processes. Uh-huh. And, and I think uh, a symptom that I'm maybe noticing and didn't see, or I'm curious how, how you may feel about this is that we have processes that are in place Uh that over time became wrong or actually became more cumbersome again you know like an example like so uh we we're using trello yeah and we use trello for our podcast publishing Uh and our article publishing you know, and it's tracking our ads and, you know, we're having our editorial comments in it. And the the whole Kanban approach where you move the cards from column yeah. to column really worked for this process. And and I, I saw in, in Asana, you got your editor uses the same Kanban process. Mm-hmm. But over time, like I had a to do li- a checklist in there, like, and you know, do lost. you have block quotes and just and then because every card is a copy of the template yeah. and then so it just it became really noise I, I i get anxiety when i look at mm-hmm. it um i don't feel that it is as clockworky as it should you know or i don't know how to work in m- educational components or, or well that's okay so that's that's a bottleneck right and mm-hmm. i think that means finding a solution and then you own the company, man. Like, you change. Everyone gets flipped. Sorry. You know, like, if, if Slack just wasn't working for us as a communication tool and I wanted to go to HipChat or something, I'd be like, guess what? Everyone's on HipChat now. If you want to talk to me and you want to talk to each other, that's where we are. We're not, not going to do both. Well, okay. So I guess my question is, like, how do you know when – the process is not working for you when when it's well okay okay all right I because it is saying. such a small slow gradient yeah and if it wasn't for our recent conversations i actually don't think i would have seen it i think it's well i think any tool can work as long as you set the rules you have to set the rules you have to set you have to you know organization changes like when you when you uh like my folder structures in Google Drive change my the way I I structure Asana changes every once in a while cuz I'm pretty adamant about how organized my company is and and I also have this my dad taught me this it's like everything has a place everything in its place right so I just have this you know and it's very similar to the getting things done like there has to be a repository 
for for things. And everyone has to know that in the company. And maybe and maybe that alone has to be written down as a process. Like, hey, if you have an idea, don't slack me about it. Put it in put it in this project in Asana. Put it in this folder in Google Drive. Like you have to set those rules if they happen frequently because you don't have to process everything. You only have to process things that are taking up too much of your time and are repeatable, right? So, for example, the biggest process thing, and, and, and this has nothing to do with Asana or whatever. I think Trello can work. You just need to organize it so that it works for you and your company, right? That's it. And, and it may mm. be like – a, you might have to hijack it or think of a new way to use those cards. Or maybe, you know, there's one board, for example, that has that's just for organizational purposes. And then, like, each individual board is maybe more split up, right? So you have a podcast board that's just for this one thing, right? Instead of being all the things, right? So, for example, like, um, you know, in, in, for, for this podcast, you know, I have a I have a project basically for middle names. People send in a new middle name that on Twitter, on email. I know where it goes. Like I know where to store it. It doesn't get doesn't stay in my email, doesn't stay on Twitter. I literally see it, copy and paste it, and throw it in Asana in a single project. Okay. And I think there's a good question in there. So people submit middle names. Yeah. And uh you you know where it goes, and so you Take it from, say, Twitter yeah. or email and put it into Asana in a specific project. Yeah. Is that something that should be documented? That someone else can do. Yep. And, and I guess the, the dual question is, like, is it something that should be documented? And is it something that should be done or that someone else should do? And, and I guess my leading question yeah. is... What are the things that shouldn't be documented and what are the things that you shouldn't pay people to do? And I guess if you shouldn't pay people to do them, yeah. then you probably shouldn't do them as well. <laughs> right. Uh, so I think that's a good, great question. I, th- I think I, – I mean this is – again, this is personally what I do. I don't document it until it becomes so repeatable and so like robotic and i and i hate doing it that's mm-hmm. it i don't document things for myself so much because it's like i'm i have a good memory i know what to do but then when it's time like one day in my life it'll be time for someone else to produce this show right the show will be making enough money um i'll i'll want to focus more on the content and less on the you know editing and you know putting together the show notes and i would like someone else to like pro- you know be a producer maybe maybe not maybe that never happens but let's say it does then all of these things that I do, I now have to go, okay, I'm going to document them. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to literally do them because I'm doing them. And as I do them, writing it down or filming the videos. And then when I bring somebody on, it's like, here's your folder of all the tasks. But, but hold up because so, – so when you started and you were like, um, you know, I have a good memory and, and I, I do this and it's just whatever. Yes. And, I mean, yeah, um, okay. Th- that and you probably know where I'm going with this because that is the entirety of the trap that I'm in is that it's easy for me to do I know how to do it whatever it's just a thing yeah and so I and and I've been complaining to you uh-huh. and I've been complaining to my wife that I have like all this stuff and you guys both 
are asking the same question. What what do you, what's wrong? And I'm like, I, I don't even know what I do. I don't even know yeah. what the problem is. It's I'm, all of it. I mean, look, it's like I do these things and I don't write them down because I want to be nimble and I want to find new solutions. Right. I might journal about it. You know, I have a notebook where I like write down what I do and I'm like, and then I scrutinize it and go, okay, can I do this? Can this be done faster? Right. And that way I can stay nimble. And then it's like, okay, I could write it down, but I know it so well that, and there's no one else to like hand it off to. So right now it's, it's not worth writing down. And that's, we're talking about something very small, but let me give you an example of something that I literally couldn't wrap my head around and I needed somebody else to come in and this has been the most relieving process I've ever created. And all right, so here's the deal. People come to swimuniversity.com. They have problems with their pools. They email. They email me questions. Mm. Their life story sometimes, right? They go on Facebook. They, they, they message me. Oh, my, my, my filter is broken. Here's, a, here's 50 pictures of my filter leaking. And for so long, I was the only one answering those emails and it is incredibly time consuming and it is, and it's like, it's important for my community, but I wasn't making any money from it. And it was just like, it was just really just a time consuming process and it was not written down. There was no process. So slowly but surely I'm like, okay, hired a VA and I said, you're going to help me answer emails. So I gave them the, the login, whatever, to my email through LastPass. And then I said, um, you know, here's what I normally do. And I, I did this as a uh, either a Google Doc or a video. I said, if, you know, I, if your question comes in and um, the first thing you do is search our website. If it's not on our web, if there's not an article already written, because a lot of people just send in the same question. Like, I have a problem with algae and they just didn't see the algae article we already had written. So the first step is like send them the thing that they're looking for. Uh, part two of that is basically if I know the answer to the question, I just answer it. Or if I don't know it, I go on Google and I search for it and I, I point them to another resource other than some university or my own brain. And, and so for the longest time, it was do that. And if you can't find it on Google and you can't find it on our website, create a task in Asana for me. And then I'll go in and I'll answer that email, right? And this is all written down. And so, you know, every, every week or two days or whatever, like a bunch of times a week, I'd have these, like, I'd have a, I'd wake up to an entire list of tasks in Asana of all these fucking questions I'd have to answer because we didn't have answers to them on the website or they couldn't find it on Google. And so I'm right. like, oh, all right, so this is still time consuming, but I would, I would see the, I would see the question. I would go into Gmail. I would log into Gmail. And I would go, okay, you know, answer the question, hit archive, done, right? But then sometimes people come back with responses, and it just became this problem. So each time this happened, I would look at it and go, oh, you know what? I actually, you scrutinize the process. If you have it written down, you can look at it and go, okay, which part can I make faster? You know what? I don't even have to log into Gmail. I can just comment my answer in the task in Asana and reassign it to the to my VA who will just copy and paste that response and send it. So I never have to log into Gmail. That was the biggest thing for me. I was like, never log into Gmail. How do I never do that? Right? Right. Because um, that was just time consuming. It's like micro time. And that was it. And I was just, and I was frustrated with it and I couldn't figure it out. 
And then Steph comes in, and she's very good at this processing stuff. And she was like, oh, she's like, wait, you're answering this question? And I was like, yeah, well, how, who else knows about cartridge filters on a you know, Hayward system from 1998? <laughs> like, I know, because I just everything's in my head. She goes, she's like, Matt, I'll, you Google it. And I was like, well, how would you answer it? And she like Googles the answer, and she like, sends me a link, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's right. And then, so I, we found another question. And I was like, how would, you, how would you do that? Oh, I'm like, there's no way you can figure that out. She's like, yeah, Googled it, sent it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, okay. So she kept doing it. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Somebody else is capable of doing this job and not me. But I had to be, somebody had to prove it to me, right? And come right. up with a s- solution. And I go, and she goes, she goes, also, so you said like you're the biggest problem. You're saying you're not making money from this, right? I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, we have to answer emails. Like I kind of set it up that way. Like it's part of the process, but yeah, we're not really making any money. But we want to. We want the community to be happy. We want people to like some university. Talk about it. Like it's important to do. To do. And she's like, well, why don't you pitch the your your products at the end of the email? Like give them a discount or something for, because they send in an email and you're like, here's your answer. Thank you so much. By the way, here's five dollars off our book. Because you, you have a problem with your pool, you might be interested in the book. I was like, F- I never thought of that. Never crossed my mind. And so she built this entire uh, document that was like, and I, I... I'm just realizing that all of the questions that need to be answered just need to go into a course. Like, <laughs> what, what do you create in the course? The answers to the questions, because it'll sell itself. Right. So I have this, oh, so I have this document... It's called, uh, it's a Google Doc. It's called Swim You Customer Service Templates for Email and Facebook, right? So we have how to answer questions, how to answer emails, basically. Step one, search for the question or terms on Swim You. So we literally link to our search page and we tell them exactly, we, we tell them exactly how to find like the keyword within the email, copy and paste that, throw it into the search. And then we have, if you find a resource on Swim University, here's the template. The template is, thank you for reaching out with your question about blank. We have an article on that topic that may help answer your question here and then link to the article. And then, and then it says, hopefully that helps. And then sign off with the email for book offer, which is you jump down to step four to do that. So it's like, okay, step two. If you cannot find the answer on Swim University, Google the issue using the following keywords to help. And so we have ones for equipment-specific issues and general inquiries, right? And then step three, respond accordingly even if the answer is not found. So if the question was found on Google, here's the, here's the template. If it was not found on Google, here's the template. If it, you know, all these different templates. And then if it's an unclear question, it says – Thank you for reaching out, but your question was a bit unclear. However, there's an easy search feature on our website to help you find answers. Here's the thing, right? And then sign <laughs> off with the book. This is like, and the book sign off is if you have uh, other pool maintenance issues or general care questions, we recommend checking out our pool guide here. And because you reached out to us directly with a question, feel free to use our promo code to get $5 off. Oh my God. Dude, it's fucking brilliant. I'm, it's so brilliant. <laughs> and so here, and so here's the thing. So we have this whole – she wrote this whole system, and I'm just like, oh. And it, and it literally stopped the task from coming in for me. Like it just stopped. Mm. And she, her point was all people want is to be help, heard and helped. That's all they want. They don't need some expert giving them a fucking like multiple paragraph answer. Yeah. 
They just want the answer. That's it. They just want the answer. And whether you're providing it through an article or someone else's article or some text, they get the answer. Not once has anyone complained, because I've been going in and checking after we did this to, to make sure, like, ah, you're, not, you're just fucking brushing me off. And it's like, no, no one, no one has said that. And so, but, you know, there's, there's doubts that happen in this process, right? So we, we set this whole thing up. And, of course, there's some emails that are going to come in like, oh, what about this? This is a totally different. This doesn't fit into this template that we've created. And so now this, this document has grown. So what happens is um, there's, a, there's a couple of – so it says if there's an editorial or technical issue. So exa- examples. Um, some people write in and go, hey, there's a typo on this article. Simple. Or, hey, you got this section wrong. That, you know, we have a template. Oh, thank you for reaching out about blank and bringing this to our attention. We forward your fine to our editor-in-chief. Thanks again. And then the, and then the task is forward this, you know, create a task in Asana and send it to our editor-in-chief. If it's a technical issue, same thing. We, but we said uh, we forward it to our chief technical officer, which is me. So that gets sent, <laughs> sent to me. Right, and it's all in here. I'm like looking at the document. So like those two things happen. So somebody was like, "Oh, you're this thing's this button's not working." You know, that was an email. And she's like, "What do I do about this email?" I'm like, "Oh, shit. Okay, that's a technical issue. That's going to happen again. Here's the here's now it's in in the doc. Right. Then we have uh, then somebody you know on, on Facebook, um, basically commented with an advertisement for their own company, and she was like, "Well, what do I do in this situation?" I'm like. That's going to happen again. So I created this Facebook community rules. Basically, no advertising. First, hide the comment, then delete it all together. You know, and it's like, here's an example. And I like copy and paste an example in. And then there was just random emails that came through that, you know, they, they drip in like every, you know, three weeks, a month or whatever. You get this one like email that just doesn't fit in the doc. But it's an, it's a, it's an, a, it's a time to where you can update the doc to be more specific. And so, Somebody said somebody wanted a product review. They wanted us to review their product. And I just said, oh, we don't, instead of me just telling her, my VA, no, we don't do that, right? Um, yeah. So instead of like, instead of me telling her like not to do that, uh, or, or telling her like don't do that or whatever, she basically, I said, oh, that's going to happen again. So I had, I say, in the doc, I wrote, Thank you for reaching out about a product review. Unfortunately, we're not conducting any product reviews on our website at this time. Thanks again, the SwimU team. And that's it. That answers the question forever. And then somebody asked about content syndication and sponsored posts. And like those, they came in in like all these different pieces. And so that's basically like it's just you just add it to the document and that's it. And it, it like slowly builds itself. Slowly builds itself. But you have to create the template, and then instead of – the idea is instead of correcting the issue right then and there to that one person, right, mm. you correct the issue in the doc first, and then it becomes part of the, the, the you know, what we do as a company. And anybody if, – if my VA decides to go off and do other things and another VA takes her place, here's the doc. Follow I, the doc. I have one, one last question yeah. for you. Yeah, we have to wrap it up. Um, when you're, so, so we need to create this whole thing for our writing process. Uh 
and my my gut is to kind of just go and create a doc. Mm-hmm. Should I do that, or should this be something that's more like living in that it kind of runs through the team as it builds itself? Yes, I think the, the latter part of your uh, response because or your question because. Things change. And if you were to sit down and like build this whole thing out, like just solve one bottleneck at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And just keep building it. And then as it builds, you can either, you know, combine it into like a bigger process or keep it separated as, as so the barrier doesn't need to be create this whole thing. It's just next time there's an issue, solve it. You have a solve blank, it by you have writing a it down first. You know what I mean? It has one item in it. Yeah. And you're like, we're gonna put it all in here now and just literally start with that one Exactly. Mm. Yeah, instead of solving the problem to that one person, and then it just kind of disappears with that person. And if you only have one person, or it's only you, it's fine. Right. Just, you know, yeah. But if you don't okay, write it, so yeah. I could do that. Yeah, it's super simple. It actually removes a lot of the pressure of feeling like I have to like now like set aside time to Yeah, no, you do, it, you do it as it comes, as it happens, mm. right? So with, even when my first writer came on, I didn't do it, you know... I didn't build the entire, like, here's the entire swim university process start to finish. It was, okay, let me, let, let me do the task. Okay, now I want you to do this task, and I wrote it down for you. Here it is. Or I filmed a video for you. I want you to do this one task. Then next time, you know what? I think you're capable of doing this task. And I just keep adding more and more to their plate until, like, by the end of, like, two months or whatever, or a month for, for, for my first writer – he was writing the article, editing it, putting it in, in WordPress, adding images, adding Yoast stuff, hitting publish, scheduling it, all that stuff. But I did not give that to him all on day one. I did it mm. at piece by piece by piece. Anytime that I wanted to unload one single task off my plate, I'd film me doing it, send it to him and say, could you do this now? Yes. Obviously more hours, so you pay him more money, but whatever. And that was it. Slowly but surely. That. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm bored. I have nothing to do because I, <laughs> I outsource to everything, and it's it's just a machine. So that's that's pretty much uh, how to build. I think foolproof systems wrapped it all up in a nice, neat little bow. Yeah, you did. All right. Um, I want to thank at the Health Geeks via Twitter for my new middle name. It's not delivery. It's Givenisi. Givenisi. I really like that's that. a good one. It's a really good one. <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on this show in the future, please email me, matt at moneylab.co. It's very simple. Also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm open to trying new ones out. Anything. Nothing is off limits, but then some things are off limits. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll let you know. If you <laughs> like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts and leave a review while you're there. That would be super cool. If you really like this show, please tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they will become a subscriber also. That's it, man. I want you to go out there and start making some uh, sweet processes, sweet systems. This, this is like a this week thing. Dude, I, it's, it's I, the I most... I can't wait to document. It's, it's kind of fun. It's, it's fun. Being organized is one of the greatest I, lessons I, I ever learned. I was that once. I miss it. See, I was not that once. And mm. I am... I can, People are like, oh, you're so organized. I'm like, dude, if you met me just like six <laughs> years ago, I didn't know where shit was. I'd lose my keys. I was, I was an unorganized mess. My dad will tell you. Don't ask him. I'll ask No, him. you won't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Do 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 do
Please tell your friends about this show.